Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast. This is episode 134. And if you are on the video version, whether it be on Spotify or YouTube, you would notice something different. We are recording remotely for the first time. No, I'm not in Sweden or Canada yet, but we are running a, a test run, if you will, about remote recording. So you can see the inside of Adam's uh, apartment and you can see my beautiful studio backdrop okay kieran all professional what is up guys welcome to the podcast <laughs> as uh, as kieran said this is our first remote recording um mm. i don't want to go to kieran's house anymore it sucks <laughs> uh, <It's> no, <laughs> yeah so we're yeah we're going to do a shorter episode today because well mainly logistically we don't want to sit here and and a crap on for two hours just for us to find out that the recording didn't work or the upload didn't work or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, we're in, yeah, we're in, in preparation for some things to come. And for some of our more frequent listeners, you would already know why we're preparing to remote record, but we'll go into more detail as to why. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can, as Kieran said, you can see the back of my apartment, super professional studio I've got set up here. Um, it'll look nicer in the future as we continue to do this. But yeah, this is already feeling very weird, Kieran, doing this yeah. uh, remotely webcam. Used to not even necessarily the face-to-face -face of it, but just it's very weird having like, you know, seeing you stare straight into your camera and like, like you're talking to the camera, like talk. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> Cause we often, oh, when yeah. we were, for those who have been watching us for a while, we record and you and I sit face to face, but yep. the cameras are like off to our side, our, um, you know, recording. So none of us, is, neither of us are staring straight into the camera. Typically when we do the podcast, whereas now it's, it's a bit more, staring straight well i'm not looking into my camera because it feels weird but yeah yeah it does take a while to get used to like when i first started recording myself to the camera every time i looked at the camera it would be you know you'd have this weird feeling it's almost like you would uh trip up on your words more frequently and i see it all the time when i uh, film for clients with my videography company whenever the cameras come out people just freeze up they just get nervous it's you know they could rattle on about this topic for hours and hours but as soon as the camera's in their face they they just freeze like a deer in headlights yeah. but after a well, while man you get used to it well it's not even that it feels weird for me to look and, and talk into a camera it's more that well i'm looking at the monitor where the yeah. image of you is rather than looking at the camera where there's no image yeah. It's also weird because I said to you right before we started recording, when we record in person, you hear yourself in your headphones. And so you get, you know, at, in the beginning, it seems very odd when you're not used to it, but then you get used to it hearing yourself in your own headphones. Whereas with this setup, I'm not hearing myself in my headphones. So it, um, yeah, it almost feels, I don't know, it feels like we're not recording. It feels a little bit odd, but um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, we'll get the swing of it. <laughs> What's to come on this episode, though? Uh, I think we're floating around the topic idea, the, the title idea, rather, to be something along the lines of topic smash. So basically, the concept here is we're going to add in a whole bunch of different topic ideas into the one episode, sort of like topics we want to talk about, but don't really warrant a full episode, or some of them, they're like a a response to our previous episodes. So we're going to be talking about things like uh, dedication to jujitsu, 
um, a, a little intro to what's coming up on the podcast and what to expect with this whole new remote recording, etc. Um, some marketing, and we're going to go over ecological teaching again and reply to some of the responses we've had on that episode. I believe it was episode 132. So go listen to that if you want context for, for that part of the episode. But let's get straight into it. So in terms of what's coming up, you know, we've just given in the preamble as to why we're remote recording, why the, the video quality will be a little bit different. Um, but essentially, the reason we're doing this is I'm moving just for about 12 months to Sweden. I'm going, I'm going there for, for 12 months. And in a couple of weeks, I'm going to Canada to visit Jordan from Jordan Teaches Jiu-Jitsu. And we are going to look to do a recording when I'm in Canada as well. So this sort of setup will, will help us facilitate that. Um, and I think, I mean, I, I haven't really spoken to you, Adam, about this, but in terms of like setting up this, this new remote system, it's going to be easier to bring on guests. Like we bring on guests from time to time, but it's like people we know, or uh, in the case of uh, Levi Jones, Leary and Alanis, when they were in Sydney from New York, we, we brought them on uh, because they could come yeah, into the all, studio. Exactly. They've all been in person. Exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah. We've never had a, a remote guest and, uh, but you know, not because we've been against having a remote guest, but we, I don't know, it just wasn't the setup we had. But yeah, we hadn't spoken about this, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of put two and two together as well and, and thought, yeah, what's well, obviously going to be easier now that we have a remote setup for us to do, uh, you know, remote recordings with, with a guest as well. Yeah. Which opens up a whole new world of possibilities. <laughs> I don't think we'll, like, in terms of, this is being transparent. I don't think the podcast will ever turn into a predominant guest interviewing podcast. That was never really the intention. And there's a lot of those. That's the general format of a podcast these days, right? Where it's like the, the main host or, or, or main hosts in this case, and they interview other people, right? Yeah. And most jujitsu podcasts and most podcast formats are set up like that because it lends to, you know, interesting episodes and, and yada, yada. But that was never really our intention. No, I'm not interested enough in other people for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, yeah, happy to have guests on from time to time. But, yeah, it's just not the structure that we we went with. Uh, mm. But, yeah, so – but, yeah, we'll facilitate that when when the time comes to have a remote guest on. But, yeah, we, wa we want to continue the the podcast while, while Kieran's in Sweden – uh, mainly because I actually don't want to continue the podcast, but Kieran was like, oh, you've become a bit of a father figure for me. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is like my counseling for the week. Yeah, but it's going to be interesting. You mentioned this uh, when we first like announced that I'm moving to Sweden ads is when, when I go, it's, it's not like we're going to be in the same training room every day anymore. It's, it's, you know, these podcast episodes, the, the catch up at the start, isn't going to be like forced because we just spend yeah. like, you know, hours and hours throughout the weeks, like, you know, catching up and we can bring stuff up like, Oh, you, you mentioned this on Monday or whatever, but it's more going to be like, Hey, how's your training been this week? Blah, blah, blah. So that will be uh, an interesting new dynamic. And when yeah, I, I come back, 
Sorry. Oh, we knew this would happen. Yeah, we, knew, the, the, we, we knew there the would lag. be a little, a little bit of latency <laughs> and cutting each other off and being like, yeah. Uh, uh, um, yeah, but exactly like you said, it's not going to be forced, you know, although it could go the other way. It could go, well, now that I don't see you every day, I've realized that I really enjoy not speaking to you. Uh, yeah, now, now <laughs> yeah, but, you know, like you said, all the little things of saying, oh, you mentioned this the other day or whatever, you know, There'll also be, obviously, we'll have, you know, dialogue through WhatsApp or whatever throughout throughout the week. But, yeah, things that'll come up where you'll be like, oh, man, this happened in training and we can almost on the spot be going over a, a technique or something that came up in class yeah. or, you know. So I think the, the new dynamic, if we were crapping on previously for the first 20 minutes of an episode just rambling shit that had nothing to do with the t- the episode topic imagine you know <laughs> when, we're, when we're also doing a catch-up in the first introduction of the episode oh man there's gonna be lots of waffling and i think once i come back i mean we, we, we might not get into too much details now because we you know no one knows what the future will hold but i think there might be some interesting developments um you know over the next like year or so post sweden so that that year or two post sweden you know the i think the it would be a really good opportunity for the podcast to evolve even more so anyway that's that's what's going on with the potty and (laughs) potty the pod the pod have you heard that like the the standard like white white guy with a podcast and it's like no referring to it as a pod and the potty and fucking you know, anyway, it's a meme. It's shit. No, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> but, you, but you did remind me of, out of context, I won't go into it, but if anyone knows of the little skit on YouTube, these Canadians talking about having Christmas pudding. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, could go, I could go for some pud. Auntie Donna. A bit of pud. Yeah. yeah. So then, anyone who knows, knows what I'm talking about, they'll know. Everyone else, yeah. whatever. It's just like a little skit. But pod, pud, you know. Yeah, type in um, Christmas pud. Uh, or Auntie Donna, and they'll they'll come up. They got a Netflix show and everything. They're great. Oh, do uh, they? Yeah, man. Yeah, I they're on Netflix. Know. Yeah, yeah right. I think it's called Auntie Donna's Big House of Fun or something like that. Yeah, right. It's fucking hilarious. I love that type yeah. of humor. Uh, okay, so the first topic that we're talking about this this does feel a bit weird. The new the new format. It doesn't it's fucking quite... terrible, Kieran. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take a couple. See, episodes. Hate seeing my hate seeing yeah, my I'm, face. I'm, I'm not doing it either. Like I've done a lot of these remote recording podcasts because I've been on a. a a decent amount of other people's podcasts because I'm a little bit famous. You know how it yeah, is. Yeah, you're quite famous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, and I so can't I'm kind of used to a bit. I can't seem to get rid of my image. I can, no, I you can make it. To. I can make it a bit smaller, but I'm like, yeah, just cut, fuck off. I don't want my face there. Just, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even I don't want your face there. Yeah. But uh, so, what what spurred? So you came up with this this smash topic today. Uh, with the can't teach dedication, what where does that come from? It comes from Chadwick. Uh, so Ooh. one of um, it's just it's just really funny. I love Chad so much. Um, he's a Canadian guy who trains at the gym, and he's he's it's just such a Chad, bro. He's just such he's a, a Chad. Chad. He's such he's a the, Chad. He's, that he's the best Chad. And um, <laughs> and like um, you know, I'll say something to him. I don't know. Maybe he'll do the double as in like trains both classes in the evening back to back. Since when has he done a double? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very very rarely. And I'll be like, yeah, good, good training tonight, Chad, like good roles or something. He's like, and he's always calls me boss. And he's like, yeah, thanks boss. And then it'd be like, 
be like, boss, you can't. Or, or I'll say something like, Chad will be in the gym and I'll call out because it's a quiet class and I'll call out like, you know, why is nobody training? This bunch? Everyone's soft just because it's, you know, a hot day, 35, 38 degrees or whatever. And Chad's like, man, you just, you know, you can't teach dedication. I'm like, that's right, Chad, you can't. And then the next day, like he won't train and I'll be like, yeah. Hey Chad, that's <laughs> like, classic Chad. I'll be that's like, classic. I'll be like, I guess you were right. You just can't teach dedication. Yeah. That is and, classic uh, Chad. <laughs> yeah. And then coincidentally, so this, that's actually how the last two days played out. Right. So like on Monday, Monday was super hot. You know, and I don't even know if Chad said you can't teach dedication, but it's the sort of thing he says it all the time. And mm-hmm. um, and I had a couple of roles with him. And actually, in the middle of the class, he was even like, um, "Actually, you didn't train Monday either." And then he <laughs> he was like, um, <laughs> "Wait, hang on, I can press buttons now." <laughs> oh, you're, you're worse than me. <laughs> yeah. And um, and. Uh, yeah. And he was like, he even said to me in the middle of class, it's not like I had a particularly tough role with him where I put smash on or anything, but he's like, he's like, coach to coach or boss. He always calls me. He's like, he's like, did I do something to upset you coach? It's like, yeah, no, why? he's like, like, just, you know, like, but yeah, it was super hot on Monday yeah. and not many people did train, but I even had, I was, I was ripe. The, the picking, like I even had one student say to me, they were, they were like, that's, that's the most tired I've ever seen you in the gym. I was, I was cooked, man. It was so, so hard. And then, um, mm. yeah. And that's, and then I trained last night too. And fucking Eric, man, fuck. Fuck Eric. Eric. <laughs> I told you, he's so funny. Like I, I was rolling with him. And for those who don't know, Eric's just a big, very naturally gifted guy in the gym. And I gave him like a millimeter. I just conceded a millimeter. And then Eric just like broke my foot. And I was like, I said, oh, Eric, I'm not real happy with that. We'll have to go again. And oh, it's like, revenge, your typical revenge <laughs> And then I went for roll. the revenge roll. But then it was uh. like as if Eric, it's as if Eric was like the student had become the master. Because it's like Eric was like, Ah, just let him have whatever he wants. <laughs> it's yeah. like Eric didn't even try. And then I walked away being like, sub Derek 10 times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's, really, but really I know Eric was, Eric was just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's how to um, deal with the revenge roll. Yeah. But see, yeah. whenever, if, if ever I get a revenge rolled against, like if ever it's you almost, call so me It's out, a compliment. It I mean, is, but I also try even harder. Because oh, yeah, if I, know I can you shut do. down, yeah, yeah. if I can if shut can down shut... your revenge roll, oh, bro, I've, bro, I've never, ever had that experience. And one day I will. One, one day, day you will. Revenge roll, and I'll shut it down and get you again. And you'll have to, yeah. you'll have to like have I'll... a hard think. Yeah, that'll, that'll be, <laughs> you, that'll be a rough call me day. out for the double revenge. The double revenge. <laughs> yeah, I won't, I won't be looking forward to that day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, Eric is, man. Like He's Eric, good. Eric, mm. Eric's gotten to the point where essentially if you, like giving Eric a bit of space or you, you know, giving him something, not as in like, Oh, I gave him a triangle, but as in like, Oh, just being lazy uh, or being careless. Yeah. You, you essentially have to roll with Eric. Like it's the finals of a comp. Or yeah. You, you gotta be smashed. on Like that's, it's like, it's mm. like Toby, right? Mm-hmm. Like not because. I mean, Toby's very physical and aggressive in his roles, not mm-hmm. aggressive, like malicious, just 
very physically aggressive. Mm. And Eric's not necessarily like that. He's just very, he's just very good and strong and dominant. Mm. And you pretty much have to bring like comp roles with him. And that's even for me, someone who's mm. his size and a black belt, Eric's a blue belt. Mm. It's like, man, if I don't roll with him as if it's a comp, right. And like, if he'll just start to manhandle you, you know, you don't yep. even have to dial it, but you dial it down from a hundred percent to 90%. And that little 10% opening crack for Eric is enough typically. But um, anyway, fuck Eric. So I got a little off, to- got a little off topic. So yeah, talking about dedication and then coincidentally that, um, <laughs> you know, I came across a bit of a clickbaity video from BJJ fanatics, mm. which was titled, um, uh, what was it titled? Let me, it was let me blue belt exactly. to black to, belt to, in two years. Yeah, how to go from blue belt to black in two years, Mikey Musameshi. And I didn't watch the whole video. I watched like the first, I don't know, three, four, five minutes. So I saw yeah. that and instantly was like, oh man, is this an instructional? Which I don't believe it is, unless I, they got to the end of the video and said, buy my instructional on how to. I wouldn't be surprised if it was, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe. But, um, but anyway, I clicked on the video and it more was just rather than ha- how to go. It was more, hey, Mikey, how did you go from blue to black? So it was more just talking about what that looked like for Mikey. And this was also, I mean, Mikey's the most successful American BJJ uh, grappler in the gi, having won three world titles. And we're talking about in the gi, so then we're talking about IBJJF regulations. And back when Mikey did it, uh, they didn't have the regulations that they have in now, so you can't do it in two years anymore. You know, Mm. like IBJJF wouldn't let you compete at said belt in under two years because you wouldn't have done the time requirements. But, um, but yeah, man, it was just such an absurd amount of, of dedication. Like he was saying that during this time, you know, like he went, he won worlds at each belt every year, right? Like blue belt worlds and the next year, purple belt worlds, next year, brown belt worlds, you know, and then black belt. And yeah, he used to, he said he was still in high school. So he would wake up at like four in the morning to drill with his sister mm. before school, then go to school and then spend all afternoon, evening at the gym. That's just, it's almost, let's imagine it. Let's imagine it were a course, like let's imagine Mikey selling how to go from blue to black belt in two years, which like I said, I didn't watch the whole video, but I didn't get the impression from the first four or five minutes that I watched. It was, yeah, more just a conversation, Bernardo asking him what his life was like at that time. But let's imagine it were a course. I almost feel like it'd be like saying, if I said, decided to sell a course, being like how to become a savant. It's like, man, like you can't. You How to can't, get autism. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't teach that sort of, I mean, you can teach people and you can learn to be more disciplined and focused and, you know, things like that. I mean, you coming from a military background would know, like you learn a lot of discipline and focus and things like that. <laughs> but, you know, that sort of level of obsession which with a lot of high level professional athletes or professionals in whatever they do, 
it's it's almost like a mental health issue. I jokingly say that, but you know, like you can't you can't teach someone to be that obsessed about something, and you need to be that obsessed. Like well, even look at even look at esports, right? Like for those who don't know, esports like professional video game playing, essentially. Uh, I love playing video games, but even me, someone who enjoys playing video games, like professional esport players, you're talking about guys doing what the stereotypical loser who plays video games does, where they're 18, 20 hours a day, every day playing video games. Right. And even I like playing video games, but you couldn't pay me to play that many video games. Whereas these people are doing it at the chance to go professional and then win prize money. Like they're not getting, they're not getting paid yet. I mean, okay, there are some, right. And again, for those who don't know, there's now millions of dollars in esports, particularly in countries like uh, China and South Korea. Mm. But these, these, like you couldn't pay me to play even, even an eight hour day of video games. Yeah. Could I do that? Like for those first couple of days of um, when you're on holidays or whatever, or if you've got an injury and you're taking some time off for sure. But Long-term, could you pay me to have a job that is just playing video games? Fucking no, right? Like, so going back to Mikey, you can't, you know, like what he didn't do anything special other than putting in an absurd amount of hours and being obsessive about something to the point that, you know, probably, I don't know if it cost him personal relationships, but he probably didn't have as many friends and girlfriends and whatever, or, you know, the toll that comes with that level of obsession to something. And I don't care what what instructionals you sell, you can't, you can't teach that to someone. You can't teach that level of dedication. And you mentioned something really interesting that I want to drill down on in the mental health thing. It's kind of like that much dedication can almost be a detriment to mental health. Everyone's heard, or most people listening to this have probably heard the the phrasing like jujitsu saved my life. And that is true for a lot of people. Jujitsu for a lot of people is that thing that comes along and gets you out of a dark place, like helps you get back on track, teaches you discipline, instills like a sense of purpose through this thing that you've found, jujitsu. But for some people, and Jeremy Skinner talks about this a lot, And for those that don't know Jeremy, he's been on the podcast, ADCC, uh, last ADCC, he competed under 66 kilos. He's also fighting the up-and-coming subversion. Subversion. Yes, yes, Against Ash Williams, he's the headliner. He's the headline for for that. He's on the main card headliner. That is, I believe, so that'll be the weekend that this this episode comes out, I believe. I think it may have just been and gone. But we'll, no, Kieran, we'll don't do that to us. No, no, it will. It, it will be this Saturday then because, yes, this this will come out and the this, that event the, is the following day. The this is your last day. chance to <laughs> to watch it. It's on uh, in Australian Eastern Standard Time. It's I think it starts at like 8 p.m. on the 18th of yeah, March. Super shitty commentators anyway, on that event. Though. Yeah, terrible comment. I wouldn't even bother. I wouldn't even bother with it. Just but No, it's going to be excellent. Adam is commentating. So if you want to hear more of Adam, and I expect there to be more Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast shout shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is Ashi Waza. Uh, yeah. Adam, every, that's every, a rear naked choke. <laughs> every, every time something comes up, I'll be like, ah, oh, as we say on the podcast, oh, on the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast, we call that yeah. De La Hiva. 
This reminds me of that, that one time we're talking on the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast, download down. Uh, yeah. But the, the point I was trying to make is Jeremy Skinner mentions the opposite of, of that phrasing, which uh, Jiu-Jitsu ruined my life, right? And the reason that he, he says that, I think it's half in jest, but, you know, all good jokes come from a place of truth at the same time. Uh, because of how obsessed he got with jujitsu and how uh, dedicated he is, you know, to compete at that ADCC level. He's a professional athlete. Like there's no question about it. He's a professional jujitsu athlete and the amount of sacrificing the amount of dedication. And it's a long road, particularly if you look at his his journey, right? He started jujitsu at 16 instead of uh, pursuing anything at like university or college, he pursued jujitsu and at this point in our lives, because we went to high school together, we're the same age, we're, we're turning 28 this year. At this point, all of our peers from high school and all of our friends, uh, you know, reaching that mid-level management and starting to make serious money, uh, progressing out of the introductory level of job that they got from university. And they're starting to, you know, really make something career-wise and if you're looking at your life on the flip side of that in a jiu-jitsu career it's a lot it's a lot more unforgiving if that makes sense it's it's a hard, it's a very hard hard journey financially it takes a, a substantial physical toll on your body and the reward isn't financial you know it's, it, at, at that level uh, unless you become the one percent of the one percent in terms and we spoke about this before in terms of like the likes of gordon ryan or or you know craig jones and and you know you have something outside of jujitsu competing prize money to to earn a living so i get where he's coming from when he says it it ruins my life at the same time but he, i don't think he would trade it for anything but still yeah it's um yeah, it can be a double-edged sword, the uh, jiu-jitsu. She's a sneaky mistress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's, um, it's yeah, I don't know, man. It's, as long as, as long as people aren't slinging shit trying to sell that, you know, because the, man, there's, there's nothing you could, you could, you could assemble the Avengers of the jiu-jitsu world and you're not going to be able to teach people how to go from blue to black belt in two years. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's not some, there's no secret formula. There's, it's just, yeah. Look at Nicky Rod. Nicky Rod's still a brown belt. Yeah. Nicky yeah, Rod, I mean, a he's two-time been, he's been silver medalist. And being, he's trained in five years. Yeah. Right? He's been I training mean, for five years. He trains yeah, so, twice yeah, a day, look every at, day. Look at him, right? Like, so Nicky Rod is currently one of the best heavyweights in the world, you know, like, and say what yeah. you will about him or whatever. I don't care whether you want to sit here and be like, oh, but he's on gear or, oh, he greases or what? Like, oh, man, whatever. Yeah. Heaps of people are cheating. Everyone's cheating at the top <laughs> level, right? There's so it's no, okay. Right? You get it here first. Okay. It's okay to cheat. <laughs> um, you know, he's still, yeah, like a two-time silver medalist yeah. at ADCC, which is, which is crazy. Belt. I mean, mm-hmm. You could, one of the current regarded as best uh, no-gear grapplers in the world in Craig Jones is also a two-time silver medalist, you know, like, so, and he's and been training for five years. Of- like, what is, what is, whoa, like, imagine, imagine like someone, you yeah. know, who's, imagine someone who's slinging a get from here to here in two years course needs to be like, 
Mickey Rod needs my course. He's still just a brown belt. Like, I mean, fuck yeah, off, bro. Yeah, I mean, when I first you- started jujitsu, I got hit with a fuckload of this YouTube ad. It was the same guy. It was a fat guy, a fat, bold guy standing on a beach trying to sell you an ebook, which gets you from white to black in under three years was the the title of the book and look like at the time you know naive white belt i bought 10 copies um, <laughs> <laughs> no but in all seriousness i didn't touch it but still like at the same time he would sell that shit like hotcakes imagine how many motherfuckers would start jujitsu see that ad because that you know all of a sudden their interests they're typing in white belt sweeps white belt submissions you know they're they're fucking tie a belt how to tie a belt boom target ad boom boom get these motherfuckers yeah. but like imagine how many people would buy that thinking it's legit not knowing anything else thinking that it's similar to karate and this guy's selling fucking snake oil yeah he did it like years and years ago before there was ibjjf regulations and that's another topic that ibjjf regulations probably don't count for shit anyway but the point is that it, it gets to a point like with this specific guy, I, I don't really know much about him, but he never competed at ADCC. He's he's never, you know, I, I don't know his name from anything else. It's not like, you know, it, it was the likes of GSP or a, a well-known name. I'm not saying you have to be a well-known name, but it's fucking snake oil. At yeah, least if you're going to sell that course, at least has some like comp cred behind you. You know what I mean? Like, let me give a couple of like, parallels or or analogies like firstly a book like that you would yeah there's there's nothing you can teach jujitsu wise so for example let's say you wanted uh you you know said oh white 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 to black belt in in yeah two years white to black belt in five years or whatever it is it's almost the everything in that book could be very valid and accurate, mm. but the the title is incorrect. Like it should be something along the lines of you know how to how how to have a a mental shift when it comes to training, or you know how to remain dedicated. Like you mm. that that dude selling the white to black in three years, that you would probably instead of his book, what would actually get you to black belt quicker would probably be reading a David Goggins book. Look at me mentioning David Goggins, right? Like it's, I mean, what can you teach in, like there's nothing tangible in terms of jujitsu related. Like, oh, this is the technique that has been passed down from, you know, grandfather to grandfather. And this is how we all do it. You know, like there's no, it's essentially changing the way you would think about like dedicating and training and rest and recover, you know, or whatever. Yeah, 100%. Imagine, yeah. And the problem is, is when you label it like that, because black belt is actually like a reachable goal for, I mean, you know, I know in previous episodes or topics I've talked about, there's some people who will never make it to black belt. And yes, that I agree with that because some people don't have it in them. It's reserved for people who, you know, you sacrifice more than just the average, but you know, like black belt is a very real achievable goal that lots of people can, can make it to lots of people can't, but lots, you know, more, more people can't than can. But so when you read it as 
how I did this, blue to black, blah, 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 blah. People go, okay, well, that's an actual goal. Imagine if, if uh, what's his name? Um, the mountain. Um, oh, uh, Bjorn. Bjornson or whatever yeah. it is. Thor, Thor right? Thor, the, Bjornson. The, Bjornson. Yeah. Um, Bear son. So, so when you see Mikey Musumeshi, blue belt to black belt in two years, it's like I said, well, you may as well teach a book how to be a savant, how to get autism. Imagine if, if Thor sold a course saying how to deadlift, what was it that like Eddie Hall first kilos, did the 500 kilos, kilos and he did 501 or whatever. Imagine mm-hmm. if he sold a course how to deadlift 500 kilos. It's like, no, man, there's like, there's one two people in the entire fucking world who can do that. If you sold a book, how to, how to deadlift more, right? Yeah. You know, how to, how to, how to, how to lift heavier. That's different. Right. But like saying how to deadlift half a ton, you know, it's people, people like maybe make that same association with like the black belt, you know, like, I know it's a, a stretch because obviously more people can make it the black belt than lift half a ton. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, is it people should be selling, you know, whatever, how to get better at jujitsu, how to get the most out of your training, how to progress faster, yeah. opposed to saying how to get your black belt in two years. But the thing is, white belts aren't going to buy a book that says how to get better when you have a book that says how to get your motherfucking black belt, y'all. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people are going to be buying that one. And and I, I face the same problem when I make content. Like I have a, a series of videos that I cop shit for uh, for some people. Like, anyway, the, the video, is, the premise is basically jujitsu doesn't make you fit. And I use the word fit uh, where I should have used the word jujitsu doesn't what I should have said in the video, right? And this was the message that jujitsu has a ceiling effect on the level of uh, fitness you can attain in terms of your VO2 max. So jujitsu has a ceiling effect on your cardiovascular fitness, but getting someone to stop scrolling and watch a jujitsu doesn't improve your cardiovascular VO2 max above a certain threshold shown in studies, blah, 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 blah. No one's going to like, no one gives a fuck. But if you stop and say, Jiu-Jitsu doesn't make you fit, and this is why. And then, and then you go into the information. Um, you know, that's a way to grab people's attention. And it's kind of like, is it, is it worth it? Is it worth stating a, an untruth or a, a gray zone truth in in such a way to get people to pay attention to it because it's it's going to benefit them anyway? It's like you know, very kind of altruistic in a way. Like, um, is it? You know, it's it's deceiving slightly deceiving kind of like clickbait right if i put out a, yeah. a video that is a clickbaity video clickbaity thumbnail and clickbait in terms of its attention grabbing not necessarily a bait and switch because that is the true definition of clickbait but anyway if i put out something that's attention grabbing but i truly believe that the information is valuable to the vast majority of people is that worth it and i've determined that in most cases yes it's simple marketing tactics that allow me to get my message across and will eventually benefit will, will have a net positive result. Therefore it's, it's a net positive. And you could say the same with the marketing for these courses. Like we know people yeah. that have released courses like along the lines of white to brown belt in X amount of years. Cause they have done it. Or in the case, in the extreme case, the, the fat bald guy on the beach, where he's like, uh, you know, white to black in three years, you know, if, if you can determine that those courses have a net benefit for the individuals that purchase them then is the does that justify the you know the marketing 
uh, the, it's not really lies because that's what that individual did, but well, the, the marketing yeah. push. But, it, but like, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I feel like these courses or books, what the information that's in them isn't necessarily a scam, but the, the way that mm. they're labeled and marketed makes them a scam. You know, it's just, um, yeah, I wouldn't real... say it's a scam. I think that that's, I don't think it's a scam. And because it would be a scam and he, here's my, here's my pushback. It would be a scam if the individual that released that book or whatever did not do what they stated they did. It would be a scam if that, take that, that fat guy on the beach, right? That his ebook would be a scam if he doesn't train jujitsu or if he does, but never achieved a credible black belt, right? If he, if he bought his black belt from Amazon and started using his marketing knowledge to make money and the information was snake oil or it wasn't his, that would be a scam. However, by using, in, in my opinion, if you did go from white to brown in like two, two and a half years or something, and you're successful at that belt, I don't think it's a scam. I think that it's strategic marketing that some people might find distasteful because it's not easily replicated by others. Yeah, well, well yeah, so maybe scam's not the right word, but, you know, maybe it's also immoral marketing or something, you know. Uh, Most marketing is immoral, though. Yeah, that's When you true. really look at it, marketing, and unless, unless you're downright fucking lying, uh, which you know, that's marketing suicide, but vast majority of marketing tactics. If you just look at them, you know, not my window tactics, bro. Ah, what a segue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about some immoral marketing tactics. What about you spreading sexual innuendos throughout (laughs) the very conservative community of Rose Bay? Adam, talk about that. Yeah. So um, I've actually had quite a few people, join the gym because of what what go, what happens on yes. the windows. Yes. Um, <laughs> so the the gym has these big glass windows uh, that that face the the road and the the footpath. And so I started getting liquid chalk, which is these pens that are designed to to write on windows, and then it very easily rubs off essentially like whiteboard markers for glass really. And I started writing things on the windows and like shopping lists, like to do yeah, items. Yeah, things, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My to do list. So <laughs> I'll read, I'll read out some of them, but essentially the, the idea was, well, I'm well, first it actually started with when the rebrand of the gym, uh, yeah. you know, I wrote something along the lines of, um, you know, you know, coming soon or under new like management. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's better yeah, now. Some, yeah, something like that. Uh, the creepy guy's gone, and then and then yeah, and then it's funny because these in the so what are we uh, March now? So November, December, January, February. So it's been four and a half months, right? Uh, about of when the gym rebranded. So four and a half months ago, we left the wow. Alliance, and. In the in the four and a half months that I've been writing shit on the window, that has brought me more students than the four and a half years that I was paying money to be with Alliance. 
Isn't that, that fucking hilarious? Oh, um, that's bittersweet. That is so good. Yeah. It's wow. great. Did I take, did I? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so it started with writing, like, you know, coming soon, you know, things are changing. Because obviously the, the rebrand was quite a difficult thing to try to nail on the head without just outsourcing and dumping a whole bunch of money into a marketing company. Because... Yeah it was the opposite of when you see at a restaurant or a shop and they just literally put up a sign saying under new management, right? Yeah. It's the same, yeah. the same name of the business, same product. Yeah. And people might just go, Oh, that place previously had really shitty customer service. It's under new Let's management. Let's check it out now. Oh, yeah. I might go back there. You know, I still need to go to buy X, Y, Z that this shop sells. Uh, whereas this was the opposite. It was like, you know, the whole brand name and the name of the business and the website and everything changed, but it was the same management, right? So I was, you couldn't just like, if you didn't try to educate your consumers leading up to it and you just one day they were like, what the fuck happened here? They would assume it's not me anymore. They would assume mm-hmm. it's, you know, that Alliance Sydney closed down and someone else moved in and yeah. it happened to be jujitsu as well. So did this, very simple sort of marketing campaign leading up to it, which was, uh, I think it was like nine days out or might've been more. I can't remember, but it was essentially like every day I would kind of do a post that would be alluding to that something was about to change. So then on the day that officially, you know, the, the new website went live and all the signs came down and the new signs went up. So there was lots of stuff written on the window coming soon, changes coming, you know, um, watch this space, blah, blah, blah. And then after opening, see on the opening day, I don't know if you remember this, but I wrote on the window, uh, welcome to Alliance and then crossed out Alliance and wrote Vantage. Yeah. <laughs> if you remember seeing that. Yeah. So I started writing stuff on the window just as little humorous things, right? Sort of, I was, I've been trying and still am trying to have write something that is, jujitsu relevant that would make people stop whether they train jujitsu or not. And what I mean by stop is look at it and read it and go, what does that mean? Or look at it and have a chuckle or something like that. So I'll read you some of the things that I've written on the window. And um, I mean, I'm sure you'll find some people who say, this is not moral. You can't write that because I did have someone report me to the local council for what I wrote on the window. (laughs) But um, Yeah, I mean, it was Shut also just, yeah. So, like, you know, it started with, I just wrote on the window, the best cuddles in Sydney, right? That was and popular. Then, and then the one that got me reported was, come in and choke a friend. It's fun. So someone <laughs> reported me to the council saying, it's triggering for anyone who's had a traumatic experience getting choked. And I was like, yeah, it's like happens all the time at Jiu-Jitsu. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh. um and then I wrote, like, having trouble sleeping, we can help. You know, it's all in the hips, top or bottom. You know, new year, new me, no more guard pulling. Uh, mm. As long as you suck a little less than yesterday. And, like, you know, so I try to change it. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu because punching people is frowned upon. That was very for, popular. And then for Valentine. And then so, like, yeah, so Kieran said some sexual innuendo. Like, so there was the top or bottom. And then I wrote for Valentine's Day that just passed. I wrote, you can start on top, but only because it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then 
at the moment it's got written on there, that's the best rear naked I've ever seen. Mm. So obviously people who don't train jiu-jitsu go like, what? You know, and they might. The think amount like of people that stop and take and photos take of photos. it. Yeah. So many. Like I, I'm at the gym a I lot s- and I see so many people like young, old fucking men, women, whoever, teenagers just stop, whip out their phone, take a photo and start immediately sending it to someone and texting yeah. someone. Yeah. And so I've had, I don't know, maybe I've had more people join the gym than the the two I'm about to mention, but I had two people specifically say to me that uh, the reason that they joined the gym or at least the reason that they initially came in to check it out was because they kept seeing these funny like messages written on the window or they essentially just with seeing the messages went, Oh, this is probably a pretty like friend. Like these people seem to be pretty, um, you know, pretty chill. This seems like a nice friendly place to, to come in and a less intimidating place to potentially walk into. Um, and I don't know, I think it's pretty moral marketing and I don't even, I mean, I guess it started not even as a moral thing. I just had these pens. It was a joke. Yeah. It was like, it was like a joke. And then it sort of, Went with it, it. and now I yeah yeah now I try to change it once a week. If, if yeah, I now can. you take sponsors so. and you write like messages. You got an email list and it's all, it's all coming along, man. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's a link to my ebook. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> photo of me. Photo, photo of me as a fat bald dude on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> that was you. You bastard. <laughs> you tricked me. Yeah, bro. yeah. No, I think it's I think it's really smart. And uh, yeah, you got like your um, Instagram handles. Like a, it's framed with like a box around it, so it looks pretty cool. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I put it. I, I mean, the one I did today, I, I posted on Instagram. It's quite hard to take photos of because you get yeah the reflection. the reflection of the glass, mm-hmm. so it doesn't really come out as a as a nice nice photo necessarily. But it's yeah, um, yeah it's it's. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. I quite enjoy yeah. it. And as the, the idea is to push it as far as I can. Without, without getting reported to the council. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be, to be fair as well, that guy that reported me, I checked with a lawyer just bec- only because one of my students is a lawyer. So I just asked yes. him yep. in conversation. I didn't go. Shout out to pay. Josh. Was it Josh? Yeah. Yeah. With Josh. Yeah. And he checked also with his boss. Well, Josh used to work as a criminal lawyer. He's no longer a criminal lawyer, but then he also checked with his old boss. Who's still a criminal lawyer. And yeah. And he was like, man, like tell that dude to go suck a fat one. You know, there's (laughs) nothing, there's nothing, Yeah, there's nothing like racist or anti-Semitic or it's essentially satire and it's within context. Like it's totally like, there's nothing, Imagine yeah, that phone call. Like, uh, yeah, so I've uh, consulted with my legal counsel and I've been advised to inform you to suck a fat one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it, look, at the same time, I the last thing I want to do is upset, like, people yeah. in my community. And so I change it every pretty week powerful. anyway. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I, I change it every week anyway. So it was it didn't cost me anything to to just change it as soon as someone didn't like it, you know? But yeah, I, I, the, the goal is to push it as far as I can without obviously, you know, not getting reported or whatever, but I don't want it to get to a point. Like I would never want to take it so far as to have a parent who's potentially thinking about bringing a kid into the gym and go like, 
well, I'm, I'm not taking my child there, you know, mm. because of what, you know, something super offensive that's written on the window, <laughs> you know, or like, God forbid, imagine if you had a parent pull their kid out of training because of what's written on the window, but that's I've never had crazy, that. Yeah. All, all the yeah. parents, all the parents, or like as, most of the parents and the kids, mm. especially the ones who just train once a week, they're always, they come in like excited to see what's on the window this week. And they come in giving me ideas. Oh, you should write this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, how funny would it be if you write this? And the suggestions are pretty dog shit. But, I mean, if they come up with a good one, I'll put it on there. But, yeah, that's uh, that's my marketing. Email. Write stupid shit on a window. Move over email marketing. We have a window marketing. That's Let's right, go. That's right. And, you know, scientifically proven to get you more students than an does, affiliation. Does this count as window shopping or is that something different? Can I press the button now? Yeah, pre- press the button. <laughs> press the button, bro. <laughs> uh, that's shit. a good place to end it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guys. If- I mean, like, like Kieran said at the start, a little bit of a – just kind of semi catch up episode, but also a few topics that didn't necessarily warrant a full episode. And we wanted to test the new setup. Definitely didn't want to do a whole really important episode and then have the recording fail. And Mm. so just wanted to keep it to a short bit of a messy episode, but hopefully, you know, let us guys know if, I don't know, we've we run some tests. The sounds quality is good, and mm. you know, besides my shitty backdrop, the the camera quality is good and everything. But by all means, feel free to let us know if it didn't come through on your end, if the setup was not up to the standard that you're used to from us. Yeah, and if you're listening to this, it means that the recording probably worked. So. Yes. Yes, there's a good chance that means it. Maybe someone, yeah. someone's just sitting there 30 minutes in and they're like, I wonder when they're going to start talking. <laughs> uh, that's happened before. I uploaded a fucking uh, version of the podcast where there was no audio. I accidentally muted the audio before I exported it with my editing software. People were oh, commenting, no. oh, really, really sick audio on this one. Yeah, I love this topic. It was great. And all these like trolling comments until I like, I was like, oh, nice. We get good feedback. And then I realized <laughs> like half an hour later that the fucking audio was down with someone private messaging me like, yeah, bro, you got no audio on that one. Uh, anyway. Shit. shit. Yeah, guys. Well, uh, you know the deal. You can catch us. Uh, all the links and whatnot are in the description. Instagram at beyondjujitsu underscore podcast is the easiest way to send us direct messages most of the mm. time. Uh, but yeah, thanks for tuning in and we will catch you on the next one. See ya.